This episode of the Eggology Club podcast is sponsored by Nest Egg Fertility. From the beginning, Nest Egg Fertility has been the groundbreaking leader in providing educational support and services for egg freezing. Today, the agency has expanded to also include affordable surrogacy, egg donation, and embryo freezing packages. As Nest Egg Fertility enters this new chapter, they remain on the forefront of information and are committed to the preservation of fertility and continue to be passionate advocates for the women and men and couples pursuing their dreams of a family. Visit nesteggfertility.com today and use offer code EGGCLUB to access exclusive discounts for Egology Club listeners. This is Egology Club podcast episode number six, 50 Shades of Fertility. Welcome to a new club, the Egology Club. This podcast is redefining the modern day journey to parenthood. Meet your co-hosts and new BFFs. Radel, Valerie, and Kara. We're sharing our unfiltered real-life stories, and we hope you join the conversation, too. Follow us at eggologyclub.com. Right, episode six. Woo! Welcome, girl. And six is my lucky number. Look at that. Love it, Kara. Well, I'm Valerie, your host. I'm Kara Kegber. I'm Raydell. We are so excited. We've been getting a lot of calls and emails. What are we talking about today, Kara? Girl, it's all about dating. I got my finger on the trigger. Raydell, so uh, do you want to start with your relationship status? Um, sure. So after I froze my eggs, I definitely got active on Tinder and I just was really excited to not have that, you know, pressure on. So I think it was really fun and I had a great time dating, but eventually I went back to someone that I've known for a long time because I just Aww, couldn't get over him. You were in love. I know, I know. So we now live together. I'm super happy. Um, we're here in Arlington and it's great. Wow. Okay, All right, perfect. Kara, I think we know your status, but yeah, do you have any good. monthly updates right now? I know. So Kara is totally single. Uh, this is the Fifty Shades of Fertility. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know, still single. I would say what's different um, before, um, when I would do dating before egg freezing, as, you know, as a reminder of when I froze my eggs at 36, I would really match with someone online and just based on, oh, I'm attracted to them, or oh, look, their job's interesting. I'd be like, yeah, let's meet up without knowing anything about them. But now after going through the egg freezing process and seeing that, you know, I do want to settle down. I do want to start this family. It's got to be more than oh, you look good on paper, you're attractive. What else are you bringing to the table? Oh, so you, you're looking for the inner deep. I'm looking for the inner. Yeah, you're looking for the actually I'm trying not substance. to be so vain with these people. Yeah. It's not just whether they're a 10 I'm on like, the Richter scale. You're smart and hot. Let's do this. Um, so no, but what I've actually been doing in the past before I uh, froze my eggs, I would go on date to these guys. I'd be dating them a few months. And then I would start asking the big questions. Do you want to get married one day? Do you want to have children? What I do now at 36, you know, I'm halfway to 37, I'm asking the harder questions up front before I even meet up with them. And she's so bold about it. Completely. You know what I mean? Like, she has, like, zero Fs. No. Zero. <laughs> Completely. We might be in the negatives. Um, yeah. And, you know, from their answers, I see, are they truly looking for that? You know, and when I'm asking these questions, I'm obviously working them in the naturally. I'm not just, like, rapid firing. Marriage, kids, where are you? Okay, I'm that. Um, you know, I'm seeing where they are, but I'm also learning more about the people. What I'm finding is the hardest thing about matching. It's usually, I have great physical chemistry with these guys or great emotional chemistry. It's very hard to come across the guy where I have the chemistry with, on both ends. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm holding out for, but, uh, 
if you, if you see me, everyone listening, uh, Bumble or J-Swipe or Just a Baby. Oh, Coffee Meets Bagel in the league. The league is very new. Yeah, so Amanda Bradford started the league. She's mm-hmm. actually an egg freezer as well. Love it. And in the Bay Area, doing pretty good. She's now launched, I think, in 10 cities. They had a launch party in Chicago, which was super fun. They threw one recently in Boston as well. Yeah. I don't know if they're, they're Washington's easy. I mean, they must be because you're, you're They haven't done here. one yet. They recently launched in D.C. And um, to everyone listening, don't get discouraged when you sign up for the league. They have a long waiting period to get yeah, accepted in. Yeah, they have in. to individually accept each yes. person. But when you get accepted in, you're like, yeah, I arrived. Let's do this. Well, I will just tell you, I don't really date. I used to date a lot, um, but I travel so much for work uh, that going across country, I, I would meet people as I travel, which is awesome. But oftentimes they don't live where I live. So I don't connect with many people. I, I did meet someone right after egg freezing, which was kind of weird because I totally wasn't expecting it. Um, but that quickly showed its true colors that it wasn't like a meaningful relationship that was going to end up in marriage and kids and so I just didn't want to waste my time (laughs) but um so dating has been kind of a struggle on my part maybe I need to take some lessons from you Kara I don't know right we're gonna spend 30 minutes today and just have you practice swiping but I'm super (laughs) excited because we have a special guest in studio with us today Agnes Fisher who wrote the book Eggs Unscrambled why don't we welcome her to the show hi Agnes welcome thank you I'm very excited to be here do you want to give us your update on your relationship scoop or is that a TMI? No, not at all. I wrote a book about the whole thing. So it's not just a book about egg freezing. It's a book about my journey with fertility, which includes an ex-husband as well. So it's all in there. Um, and I'm very open about it. I have um, I have sort of given up on the swiping and Me the too. digital dating. Okay, um, high five. High five because... to that. <laughs> I have, I, you know, I'm sort of like, I'm I'm a romantic. I feel like I would like to bump into my future husband at the grocery store. Agreed. Or good old-fashioned way at the bar while we're all I, you nice know what? and buzzed. It, isn't it? Hasn't it, <laughs> has yeah. it come full circle that now meeting at the bar is the old-fashioned way? I know. <laughs> and, and the except, like, the that's like the classy way to meet someone now. Um, no, and, and I don't, and no judgment for people that do it. I just feel like, um, I feel like, uh, what, what digital dating has done is made it really easy for men and not as easy for women. And I well, quality women too. Like we're educated, we're smart, we have great careers. I don't feel like there's the same quality men. Yeah. Um, Well, and I live in New York city as well, which, which is already, you know, disproportionately, um, female, mm-hmm. successful, beautiful women running around the city, and and not as many of the same type of available men. And so, and then when you add the digital swiping into it, suddenly it's like, it really is just a candy store. Or a them. game. And yeah. I refuse to, to play into that. And so I think I would rather be single than to go on like the endless dates. And I did um, after my divorce, I did Hinge for a little bit. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I did Bumble for a little bit. And I went on a lot of, some were terrible dates, some were amazing dates, and some even turned into, you know, two, three, four month relationships. But uh, it just kind of got old after a while, and I decided that I was going to put my efforts elsewhere. Kind of like that Sex in the City episode, also shout out to New York City. Yeah. Uh, where Miranda, there's a whole episode. She's like, why are there all these amazing women, but not all these amazing men? That's right. And uh, I can quote that show on a daily basis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. So my, my status is very much single. and uh, Single, but dating ladies. 
We're single, but single, dating. Single, but dating, yeah. yeah. <laughs> With the right person. With the right person. <laughs> but I think what egg freezing has done for me, and also being at a certain point in my career and in my life, is that I don't, even when I do date, I don't really, I'm not auditioning daddies. Like, mm-hmm. I am, um, I have thought about and I'm still considering doing the single mom thing. Yeah. I think that, you know, families come in all shapes and sizes, and um, I'm fortunate enough that financially, if I wanted to have a baby on my own, I could do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I would emotionally, I don't know that emotionally I'm prepared to do that, but yeah. but it's, I don't, knowing that, knowing that I have some healthy frozen eggs, or I hope healthy frozen eggs, and also knowing that I can take care of myself has really taken the pressure off, and now if I meet someone one of the qualifications doesn't have to be, do they want to be a father? I'm perfectly okay with separating romance from being a mom. Because um, I think, you know, the other thing is most of the men I do meet tend to be a little bit older. A lot of them already have children who are practically grown. And so the reality is, is unless I'm dating someone who's younger or my age, but my age is hard to come by because most of them are in relationships. I end up How old are men, you? I'm 39. 39, okay. So I end up meeting men who are more like, 50, um, 50 plus even, and not necessarily by choice, but just because that's kind of, again, unless I go much younger, I I end up going quite a bit older. And a lot of them aren't really interested in like the whole diaper changing thing anymore. Yeah. I can definitely relate because my boyfriend is older. He's eight years older and he has almost teenage girls now. Right. And so that was something that we dated on and off again because he wasn't sure if he wants babies. So now he's told me, like, I'm just not good with three and under, you know, like, right. don't really consider me for baby age. And I'm like, okay, thank you for being honest. And I get that. Like, yeah. so there's just different types of families now. Yeah. And it's okay with bringing in support. And maybe that support is not going to be your partner. It could be like a nanny or something like that, or a trusted friend. That's right. Who helps you get through the young years of babies. Cause it's a lot. It's it a is. Lot. You know, ironically, I've also thought about, even though I froze my eggs and even though I went on this fertility journey with my ex-husband, I have also thought about what it means to be a woman and to have a happy ending. And I'm saying that in air quotes without without a baby. Um, I think that we are all sort of conditioned to believe that our happy endings are with a husband and a baby. Or the traditional family look. And the traditional family look, but, but that also you're sort of not as a woman until you've had a baby. I'm at the stage where I don't know, I may, I'm considering doing it on my own, but I'm also considering that my life is actually really good. I can do whatever I want, whenever I want. I have a wonderful Like be here today. Like be here today. That's right. Um, Like travel whenever, pick up last minute and decide that I want to fly halfway across the world for a long weekend. Um, And I have a wonderful family. I have two amazing brothers. One of them has two great kids. I have a half sister with a third baby on the way. Like I'm surrounded by great family and kids around me. So the question becomes how much am I willing to disrupt my very comfortable lifestyle (laughs) by becoming a single mom? Well, let's dive into your book and like how this came into fruition and how you wrote eggs unscrambled and where that story initially came from or like what life events caused you to write the book. So that's, that's a great question on so many levels, because I think the first thing about egg freezing is that it's usually a life event, like breaking up with someone or... Can I curse on a show? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> We're explicit. Or, holy shit, I'm turning 35 or whatever that age is. And so what, what I'm hoping to do with this book is to make sure that it's no longer a reaction, rather a proactive measure that women start to take, even as early as in their 20s, 
So for me, it was a reaction to a failed marriage. I was married for three years. We, we tried to have babies for most of those three years, for the first couple of years naturally, then eventually with some medical intervention. And I talk about this notion of uh, fertility treatment light, which is, you know, if you're healthy, you start with just Clomid, then you start with a couple of trigger shots, and then you move on to IUI, and then eventually they graduate you up to IVF. And by the, the time that my ex and I were going to move on to IVF, we decided actually we wanted to take a break from our marriage. And at that point, I was in my mid-30s, and I remembered thinking if it was this difficult to try and get pregnant, even though we were both healthy based on all of the, the testing they did, I thought, well, it's just going to be increasingly more difficult, and I don't want to be freaking out about the fact that I'm aging and I don't have kids yet, and I don't want to be auditioning daddies and jumping from one relationship to the next in hopes of finding someone who can finally get me pregnant. <laughs> so I decided to freeze my eggs about a year after I separated from my ex-husband. Um, and through all of that, I realized that we are misled as women. I think um, Hollywood has us believing that women can have babies at any age. And you know, increasingly you can, but it's very expensive and it's very involved. And so- Especially I, if a surrogate gets involved or right. some third party reproduction. That's right. So I started thinking about why aren't we having this conversation earlier, more proactively? I really honestly, and, and I'm embarrassed to admit this now, but I remember talking to my doctor when we were first starting to try to get pregnant, and she told me that I have to go get an ovulation kit, that you can only get pregnant anywhere from three to maybe five days out of the month. And I remember thinking, holy shit, I had no idea. Well, that seems like a really great place to take a quick break and learn from our sponsors. Our friends at Extend Fertility are changing the way we think about egg freezing. While most practices treat patients for infertility issues, Extend Fertility is an egg freezing focused practice created just for women who want to preserve fertility at a price that is half of what you would pay anywhere else. Visit ExtendFertility.com today to set up an appointment or call 212-810-2828 to schedule a talk with a fertility advisor. Mentioned Egg Club at the time of booking for exclusive offers for podcast listeners. And we're back. All right, Agnes. So you were telling us about how you went through this journey with your ex-husband and you decided to take a break from your marriage. Boy, was that kind of shocking or? It was. You know, in your mid-30s when you're married and you're trying to have a baby and we lived in New York City to then go from, from that phase in my life to suddenly being in my mid-30s and single with you know, with no idea of what the future holds was, was really um, a shock to the system. Um, but I sort of took it as an opportunity to um, speak out about this fertility issue and to, to raise awareness around the fact that it's not as easy as we're led to believe. I, I start the book out by saying, you know, I'm, I'm like you guys, I am a woman that was brought up to believe that I could do whatever I wanted. And um, when I put my mind to something, I did. And so imagine my surprise when getting pregnant, the thing that I took for granted that I thought every woman can surely do, I couldn't do. Um, I then started to really think about the fact that maybe if I do this egg freezing thing, I should blog about it and talk about it openly, honestly. And you started a blog. And um, I did start Frozen, a blog. Please, Frozen Please. Which you featured on me on. Thanks for that. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> They're great right. names, by the way. Great names. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um, yes. Frozen Please um, was, was 
the way that the book ultimately happened. I feel like there's a lot of mommy blogs, but not a lot of egg freezing blogs. And maybe that's it's right. changing because Rodell, that's how I found you mm-hmm. is through your egg freezing blog. And that's why I started my egg freezing blog experience.com, which I featured yeah. you on Agnes. So, I mean, it's just been such a community and a way to bring women together that we're not alone in this journey, regardless how we got here or got to this decision, which I think is really crucial. Well, Kara, I think we need to dive a little bit more into all of this swiping you're doing. I feel like it's so mystifying because I don't really participate. (laughs) You want to tell us some um, of your experiences? You know, you really got to go into it with an open mind. You know, like I said, the biggest difference in online dating for me now, um, when I was engaged, I was 35 and 36. So Before I was engaged, online dating was obviously very popular, but the apps were not out yet. Tinder was not out yet. So my experience with online dating was Match.com, JDate, I was like taller than the whole website, Um, eHarmony, and um, what other, OkCupid had just come on the scene. That was a free one, so it had a lot of... Are you seeing a difference in the free apps versus... Well, here's the big difference. The big difference um, with the paid ones everyone would have a very big profile of everything about them, what they're looking for, their background, everything, even how, how tall are you? Anything with the apps. A lot of people don't put any profiles. Just I a live picture. Here. Here's some pictures mm-hmm. of me with clothes on in my bathing suit. Or not blah, clothes blah, blah, on. Yeah. Or not clothes <laughs> on. I have, yeah. I and you're like, how tall is this person? Did they go to college? On. Do they want to be a dad? He looks like he'd be a total DILF. And anyone that doesn't know what DILF is, it's just like MILF, but for dads looking for my Delf. And uh, <laughs> so with the apps right now, a lot of people aren't giving a lot of information about them. So not only am I trying to learn them on a very general level, I'm trying to dive deep before I even, I don't even meet up with guys if they're not sure if they want to have kids. If they're questioning it, it's a waste of my time. Um, and, you know, like I said before, you know, to any listeners that are unsure if they want to get married or have children, life is good both ways. Is what makes you happy at the end of the day. You know, for me personally, I do want to get married, have kids. I often find that men assume that if you want to go out with them again or if that you're interested in again, that suddenly, like, you want them to be the yeah. father of their children. It's like, oh, my God, don't be so presumptuous. Like, yeah, don't flatter I yourself. I kind of like <laughs> you enough to have another drink with you, but, like... Or maybe to romp in the hay, but <laughs> yeah. but I don't think you're my next husband or the father yeah. of my children. Yeah. It's... It's interesting. It's just, I'm turning this all. It's like, we got a New Yorker here. I can't stop with the Sex in the City quotes. There's another, ep- it's on actually the pilot episode where it goes meeting through all these different guys, all these ages, and they get to this 40-year-old, and he's like working out in the gym, and it's like, here's Bob, and he's like, being in your 40s as a man is great. He's like, the women, they have all the power in the 20s and 30s. He's like, the 40, they're just happy if you want to hang out with them. He's like, so men have the power, and it's true. They yeah. think they're in control, and all of a sudden they think, oh, like, you're giving me attention. Thank you so much. Like, you're going to be the husband. And you're like, nah, dude. Yeah. I'm seeing if we vibe. Yeah, like, I barely I know if I you. like you enough exactly. to go on a second or third date. Don't exactly. Worry. <laughs> exactly. I agree with you. You know, you miss every shot you don't take, Valerie. So I do think All right. you should be open because, like my mom always says, it just takes one. This summer I went to Ravinia. It's this, like, outdoor concert in Chicago land, just north of the city. And it's actually been like the, a really long time since I've been to Ravinia. And so I was like, I was feeling great. You know, I was like, all right, let's go do this. Let's enjoy this time out. It was all set up for me because Ravinia is like a lot of work. It's like camping outside basically um, where you bring all your food and your 
drinks and your um, different Fine. appetizers. And, yeah, and you enjoy the concert and the music, and then you go up to the stage if you want and then go back to your little camp out, and you have it with a bunch of friends. And so um, they had taken care of most of that. I was just like the last-minute ticket that said yes, right? Mm-hmm. So it was pretty easy for me. I didn't have to do a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, one of the bands came on, uh, One Republic and a couple other cool bands were there. And I was like, okay, let's go up to the front and, like, mingle. Like, if we stay at our campsite, we already know these people. Right, exactly. <laughs> they're, all, they're all taken. They, they all have their significant others. We're not meeting anyone new yeah. here. We're in this amazing venue. Let's let's get out there and live and try to, like, meet people in, in the old-fashioned way, yeah. right? Like, let's be mindful that uh, we're in an opportunity where there might be other single right. people. And so it was so funny. Uh, my friend and I, we went up to the front. We couldn't get past a certain point because you had to have particular tickets to get past the ropes. But there was a like this like group of people that were hanging out on the side. And I'm like, okay, let's just go right over here. There's like a couple of guys right here. Then they ended up disappearing. And then this other guy came up that was wearing a snazzy shirt. And I'm like, okay, you always look for icebreakers, right? right? And I'm like, hey, uh, I really like your shirt. What does it mean? And then we started this conversation. Yeah. And it, then we ended up inviting us back to his camp really vibing with us. You know, I think he was more into my friend, but that's another story for another day. (laughs) And then my friend decided that, you know, she needed to go back and entertain her group of friends that she initially came to Ravinia with and left me with a guy. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'll just roll with this. And he asked for my number. Like, okay, maybe Carrie, you can, you can digest this for me and tell me what all this stuff means. But he asked for my number and text me his, you know, so I had his number and I sent him pictures from that night that we had, they do all these like fun, crazy, um, hats and stuff. Yeah. And so I took a couple pictures and sent it to him. Zero response. Like the next day, it's like the day didn't even happen. So, I mean, I just feel like it's so bizarre. Like yeah. he obviously was single. He told us his whole life story. I was from Michigan and, you know, moved to Chicago several years ago. He was in our age bracket, you know, perfect age combo mix and nothing. I know. The but ghosting, the yeah. new term of ghosting. I think you're like the pro well, of it. About yeah. that, ghosting is weird. And, you know, what's also hard with dating is you don't know their agenda. Are they newly right. single? Are they actively looking for something? Are they just looking to have fun that night? Yeah. Um, I find a lot of people are constantly trading up. They want to, oh, mm-hmm. I'm happy with this, but maybe I can get hotter. Maybe I can get smarter. Maybe I can get this. And I'm just going to keep, I'm going to just stack it. Um, and there's, it honestly, there's a lot of guys out there that are not looking to settle down. I mean, I have tested dating on every level this year. I've done case studies. Even my mom knows this. So I'm not She's even, like in research I, I'm not, mode. I'm not it. even afraid to share this on a podcast because my mom knows it. Shout out to Beth Egber, best friend ever. I've even test driven. All right, let me have sex on the first date, see what happens. Let's have sex on the third date, see what happens. It doesn't matter, ladies. You want to get down, get down. If they're interested, they're going to call. It doesn't yeah. matter. When My big happens. thing is just be that. careful. <laughs> I don't know if everyone else is being careful. So that freaks me out. But yeah. Oh, of course. Always save no, sex. Have the no, dog. There yeah. is no like rules. Correct. Like, there is no one right way. But to I keep right hearing right. about this third date thing. Is this true that sex is... Kind no, of no, I feel like used to be. Like at the third date twenty years ago. I exactly. Wow. I feel like now it's like okay, whatever. I'm just out whatever, of it. Whatever, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. um but there's a lot of people I'm finding the ghosting thing. I mean, even two weeks ago, I go on this amazing date with this guy. We hang out all the next day, never hear from him again. The most interesting case study that my dating came this week. I matched with this guy last week on Bumble. 
hitting me up all day, every day. Good morning, beautiful, throughout the day. Wow. Good night, I love beautiful. the morning text, yeah. by the I'm way. Like, I'm it's like, like a excuse good me, it's beautiful. I'm the sexy woman in the world. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh. <laughs> She's like, uh, yeah. you got that wrong. I'm it's- like, it's Miss Kara. The mo- no. Anyway, so he's hitting me up nonstop. So, you know, when you're going to these dates, some of them you're excited for, some of them you're not. This one I was pretty excited for. We go out to dinner. Turns out to be a four-hour date. Wow. Whoa. That's, wait, that's, good good. Good. Yeah, yeah, that's a good sign. Yeah. Wait. Insists on locking me back to my car. Gives this amazing, passionate notebook. Goodbye, kiss. Whoa. And, uh, did uh, you feel the sparks? I did. I, I wasn't like, oh, my God, this is my last first date, but this is the potential for it to be my last first date. date. <laughs> I actually have that on my profile. Feel free to use it, everyone who's listening. It's a great line. Everyone's profile is going to be like my last first date. They're going to be like, how does everyone have this on their profile? <laughs> Um, so, okay. So it's amazing four hour date. I hear nothing from him the entire next day. I found that weird. weird. And the reason I find that's that weird. Like, that's like not following up on a job interview. Well, but here's the thing. He already yeah. kind of raised the bar because he was hitting me up so much right. beforehand. Right. You right. know, when I go on a he first date. He started out hot. Right. I understand. I might not hear from him the first day. It might be the second day. Yeah. Some guys still play that, you know, few day rule. And, um, I hear nothing all day. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to test this method for a second. So nine o'clock rolls around mm-hmm. this, that following day. I sent him a simple text message because I knew he was still here. He was going out of town the next day. I said, Hey, had so much fun with you. And, um, you know, you're getting excited to go home and see your family. I get no response. Wow. So I thought that was super weird. So he went from green to red real quick. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, that's a stoplight wait, change. I hear from him the next day, midway through the day. And he's like, Oh, Hey, how are you? So first off, doesn't even answer the question I put in the text. And then, you know, I was like, yo, I'm going to put this guy on blast. I was like, how come, you know, I, I did some small talk about my day. I said, how come you went, you know, radio silent? And Wait, wait, he responded? Yeah, he did. A day and a half later. And his response was, oh, I can't have always have my phone on at work, which I understand. There's a lot of government jobs here where you have security yeah. clearance. You yeah. don't have your phone with you. I understand that. But that's that. an easy mistake. But anyone can step out for lunch or after yeah. dinner. Yeah, it's easy. Wait, and then he says... I can't have my phone with me during the day. And then I linked up with a friend after work, and I guess we had too many drinks. Okay, what does that mean? Everyone, yeah. Here's the problem with ghosting people. Everyone has a cell phone. It takes one second to send a text. Yeah. Here's how I took it. I chalked it up to, hey, I had a lot of fun with this guy. It, it's Like I said, it's hard to find the 50-50, what do I like to call it, the physical and emotional connection. I was feeling both with him. Um, even though he disappointed me, better I find out now. Guess mm-hmm. what? There's more fish in the sea. I yeah. got two more dates yeah. lined we up for next week. We do live in a world yeah. with yeah. three million yeah. people. So where did so, you guys yeah. leave it? He responded back, and then I had some sort of response. If he's interested, I'll let him pursue me. Yeah. I'd possibly see him one more time, but I don't have high hopes. Yeah. Just because, I mean, it's when you're setting the precedent in the bar of, I'm going to hit you up a million times, and you finally meet me, I hear nothing from you the next day. That's just very mean. Yeah. And um, to anyone out there who ghosts, I also don't agree with that. I think it's important to... Just be honest with the person. There's many times a guy keeps hitting me up. Maybe I'm not responding as much. But if they're not seeing that I'm not interested to them, I absolutely give them the closure of, I have two lines I use. I'm dating someone I want to see where it goes, or I just don't see this going past a friendship. But I had so much fun with you. I know you're going to meet someone special. I'm giving them closure and wishing them well instead of, I'm just not going to say anything. It's very mean. It's immature. And you're very lucky we matched. That's it. You nailed it. The immaturity level for dating and apps is... Is uh, a little yeah. Don't quirky. no ghosting. No uh, no ghostbusters. Yeah, we ain't afraid. No ghosts. All right. Uh-huh. So this is a great spot to stop and hear a word from our sponsor. 
Want to enhance your fertility before you freeze your eggs? But not sure where to start? Have you tried improving your diet? But get confused with all the conflicting health information? A fertility coach can provide emotional support, dietary recommendations, and other natural solutions to balance your hormones. Book a free 30-minute consult with Misty Reed, the conceivable coach, to see how you can improve your health, fertility, and the whole egg freezing experience. Eggology members will receive 25% off additional one-on-one coaching with the code EGGCLUB. Visit conceivablecoach.com today to get started. I think we've had a fascinating conversation today. Thanks, Agnes, Agnes. for being in studio with this. It's so exciting. Oh, I can't wait to read Eggs Unscrambled by Agnes Fisher. And where can folks get a copy of this if they're interested? The easiest place to get a copy is Amazon's on Prime. And how can we get a hold of you if we want to follow you on social? So on Instagram, it's at Aggie, A-G-I-F-I-S-C-H. And on Twitter, it's at Agfish, which is A-G-F-I-S-C-H. All right, girls. Well, wow, what a fun day. Um, well, I guess we should just do a quick wrap up on how all of our listeners can get a hold of us. Call us anytime, any day, 978 978- Egg Club. That's 978-344-2582. And don't forget, we have an email address if you prefer to send us a quick message over email. It's eggologyclub at gmail.com. Follow us on our, all our social media accounts, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Eggology Club. All right, Raydell out. Kegber out. Valerie out. See you next time. You have been listening to Episode 6 of the Eggology Club podcast, 50 Shades of Fertility. Tune in next week when the girls talk to relationship expert and Married at First Sight star Dr. Pepper Schwartz. They'll discuss how relationships were viewed in the past to how things are today. Today's episode of Eggology Club was written and co-hosted by Raydell Peichler, Valerie Landis, and Kara Egber. The show was produced and mixed by Shannon Holly. Caricature artwork by Peter Scott. Logo and cover art by Lily Chen. If you haven't yet, please subscribe. Leave a rating and contact us at eggologyclub.com. Do you love red wine and coffee, but you care about keeping your teeth white? Then you need to be a diva. A Vino Diva. Vino Diva is a usable wine aeration straw. It aerates your wine with every sip to make it taste incredible. And it protects your smile from red wine and coffee stains. Search Vino Diva on Amazon today. Every woman has the little black dress. Now, every woman needs the little black straw. Vino Diva.